0: I'll take the paper to the paper the paper to 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 the a single,
1: Speakers. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Secret Podcast at Service of Change, where we challenge reality, question which we've been taught in hopes of inspiring a new direction of thought to bring about change. I'm your host, Dennis Nappy II, with Service of Change, where you can read my book for free, I Am Human, and We Are Not Who We Think We Are, just by going to serviceofchange.com slash I Am Human. So much going on in the world Uh, today. The date of this recording is October 28th, 2016. This show will be released Tomorrow, uh, this evening, I want to talk about the power of the human heart, both physical and metaphysical, through some research that has come out through HeartMath. I've done a previous show on it called Social Coherence. I had an opportunity to receive some training in this technique, and I really want to get into talking about it. I feel like everything I've been talking about and researching, I have now had my hands on the science behind it, this stuff is real. It's very powerful. I believe it has the ability to change this world for the better in a peaceful manner by teaching people some very simple mindfulness techniques, not just some new age babble, something we can really do uh, and fight the manipulation that's been going on that I'm seeing through the media playing on our fears. There's an actual science behind it you're going to want to stay tuned to this uh, you know, and, and listen to what we have to say because I think this is our greatest weapon. Given all the negativity and all the conflict and stress that's been thrown at us, there is an actual way we can prevent that from having such a negative impact on us. So stay tuned. I want to jump into some news. Over the past week, uh, you know, some a lot of these articles have been on multiple feeds. I'm pulling this one from Anonymous. A uh, UFO researcher found dead days after texting, quote, If anything happens to me, investigate. This is by Alana Kettler, British researcher and conspiracy theorist who was visiting Poland to give a talk about his research into UFOs, was found dead on a sofa just days after sending a fearful text to his mother. Max Spears, 39, was was staring... I'm sorry, was starting to make a name for himself in the realm of alternative research, specifically into the topics of UFOs and government cover-ups. Like many researchers in this field, he began to seem worried that his line of work was making him a target to those who do not want specific information known. In a chilling text to his mother, Vanessa Bates, days before his death, Spears wrote, Your boy's in trouble. If anything happens to me, investigate. Max's body was then found just days later in Warsaw, Poland. He was ruled to have died from natural causes, even though at the time no post-mortem examination had been done on his body. There's a lot more to this article. There's multiple articles out there. Uh, this one will be linked in the show notes at serviceofchange.com, uh, going into a little bit more information as to why his family thinks that he was, in fact, murdered. Some of the things he was researching are pretty interesting. Um, they will they resonate strongly with... Uh, ...with the things I talk about on this show as well. Uh, particularly going... He, he was known for speaking about going within, looking at the power of your intuition to find your path... ...as opposed to looking for answers external from yourself. So I find that very interesting um, that he has now turned up dead, unfortunately. Uh, in follow-up to last week's show... Uh, the last two weeks shows talking about disclosure, WikiLeaks, UFOs, Podesta and Edgar Mitchell. We have confirmation from Rebecca Hardcastle. Right, uh, thank you so much to uh, you know our, our good friend of the show Ray Davis, author of Anunnaki Awakening. He sent me a ton of stuff after you know the last shows call to action talking about we need to kind of run this to ground. He did a little bit of research and found an article posted on on uh, October 10th again from Rebecca. Hardcastle right through her website at ExoConsciousness, or talking about ExoConsciousness, claiming or stating, Edgar Mitchell WikiLeaks email to John Podesta is authentic. And I will have this link up uh, in the show notes as well at Service to Change. You can read it. But she is giving confirmation that those emails that I reviewed and that analysis over the last two weeks from Mitchell to Podesta were real. Um, Mitchell was trying to Discuss disclosure. Podesta had expressed an interest in hearing what he had to say, uh, you know, in hopes of bringing this to light to the public. Disclosure of UFOs and ET existence in the world. So I will continue to track this story. Uh, Any more information you have on it, please continue to send it my way. Ray, my friend, thank you so much for uh, your continued support of the show. Uh, Another topic coming up in the news that I think our good friend Ray Davis will be interested in as he was a guest on the show a few months back talking about it Planet Nine Uh, Now it's coming out. This one comes from Astronomy.com. Planet 9 may be responsible for tilting the sun. How our possible rogue planet may be messing with our solar system. Earlier this year, an announcement raised a tantalizing possibility. A ninth planet lurking in the outer reaches of our solar system. The announcement turned the astronomy and planetary science world upside down. Caltech astronomer Michael Brown and theoretical astrophysicist Constantine Batkin found evidence for a possible ten Earth mass planet that may be tilting long-orbiting dwarf planets on their sides and shepherding them into clusters far past the orbit of Neptune in highly eccentric orbits. In the last several months, more and more papers have been published about the possible planet and how it might prove an explanation for other strange things happening in our solar system. So it sounds like they're close to this discovery of Planet 9. Another article follows up with that at Space.com basically saying Planet Nine can't hide much longer. I'll have links to both of these. Uh, this one person, uh, again, looks like astronomer Mike Brown. He he's thinks that, quote, I'm pretty sure I think that by the end of next winter, not this winter, next winter, I think that there will be enough people looking for it. Somebody's actually going to track it down. So he's predicting one year from now that they are going to actually discover this Planet Nine. Is it... Planet Nibiru, I don't know, but it definitely makes you think about the work of Zachariah Sitchin. And now, again, I'm going to give another plug just because he does such great things. The work of uh, author Ray Davis, author, author of Anunnaki Awakening. Uh, so I'll have links to Ray's stuff as well. You can check that out. He's a great uh, resource, great source of knowledge when it comes to uh, this stuff, the Anunnaki, Planet Nine. I'll have links to his previous podcast where he goes into Planet Nine. and There's another one where he talks about the Anunnaki on the show as well. You're going to want to check that out, definitely. So it'll be in the show notes at serviceofchange.com as well. Let's see, anything else that I had in the news? Uh, that's pretty much it for the news. Let me jump into this week's show. And, uh, you know, uh, the synchronicity of things, at, at this point I'm not surprised anymore because I'm really starting to see how there's a connection among everything. But for my regular listeners out there, you know that I've been doing research for my book, Food for the Archons. And this book started out as really a book of hopelessness, because it was after my father had passed, and I just felt like, well, we are all screwed, um, you know, I felt that the, just the world was out to get me, uh, it was just a really rough time, you know, losing a parent. So I started doing this research, basically looking into the existence of the Archons, these energy parasites, these energy vampires, and what this book has turned into is honestly the complete opposite, It. I definitely get into the history and the existence of these creatures. But what I also found in this book is that the human body, the human existence, the human consciousness has such a power, which is why we are so desirable to these creatures. And what the research I'm finding has shown is that we now are starting to find the science behind things, a, b- a way to explain things like psychic communication, telepathy, uh, and energy healing. Uh, just to name a few, remote viewing, um, you know, astral projection, we're now starting to understand part of the physio- physiology behind it. It's not getting the mainstream attention for obvious reasons. But it's got my attention, and it's got the attention of the Seeker Podcast, and I hope it has the attention to, of all of you truth seekers out there. This is something that, that I am really trying to learn as much as I can because I believe that this is the future if we want to move toward peace and positive change. We're seeing in the news every single day horrible things that they're saying about Donald Trump, horrible things that are coming out about Hillary Clinton. Uh, you know, now they're putting out there they're trying to scare us about the pending nuclear war with Russia, and that's a terrifying thing to think about. And what what I've come to understand is that we do play a conscious role. Well, sometimes it's an unconscious role. We have the ability to influence events on this planet in our environment in the world around us and that's the manipulation go back if you go back and listen to my show The Trump Effect from a few months ago it really breaks down what I'm talking about The Trump Effect and my show called Social Coherence I'll give you a, a brief outline of this so what the Institute of Heart Math has found is that the human heart generates an electromagnetic field that field tr- is the is the as far as they can tell that's where human emotion comes from. Not from your brain, it comes from your heart and it transmits an electromagnetic field. That field goes out around you and interacts in the electromagnetic field of the earth and the electromagnetic field of the sun. Now, about a month ago I did a show about things that affect your health that we need to know about and it was studies that have come out linking this manipulation of the electromagnetic field by the sun through a lot of the um, the, the electromagnetic uh, ejections that come out of that sun, coronal mass ejections. Uh, forgive me if I'm using the wrong terms. Terms. Go back and listen to the show. But the electromagnetic stuff that's coming out of the sun, they're finding correlations to suicide. They're finding correlations to changes in behavior. They're finding correlations to um, oh, what's that? Uh, sudden cardiac death syndrome, um, or sudden cardiac death because this electromagnetic field is being influenced. So there's there's science behind this now, that this field affects us and can be manipulated by natural forces, but all it is is electromagnetism, which we can replicate, so I'm going to say it can be manipulated by intelligent conscious forces as well. And I think that it is being manipulated in that manner. Now, this field, like I said carries emotional data. Now, for empaths, if you listen to my, discuss, my discussion with uh, Jerry Baus, empath empath Jerry Baus, she talks a great deal about what an empath is and how they feel other people's emotions. This is the science behind it. This, this electromagnetic field is out there like a Wi-Fi signal. We're swimming in it constantly. Some of us are more sensitive and more in tune to it, and we can absorb that field and say, oh my gosh, I understand the emotion that's in this room. Other people may just walk into that field and say, okay, I'm in a bad mood right now. I have no idea why. They're not realizing that it's this field that's influencing them. Now, what the HeartMath has done in some of their studies, they have done uh, social coherence studies where basically they'd have four people sitting at a table. Three people are trained in the technique I'm about to get into right now. Those three people go into their brief meditation and and activate this um, mindfulness technique, this resiliency technique um, of social coherence, and what they what they find is that you know shortly after these three people link up, that fourth person's heart rhythm and energy levels syncs up with those other three. So those three are having the ability to influence the emotions, and I would say the feelings and the thoughts and the, potentially the behaviors of people around them. That's fascinating, and that's where the manipulation's coming from. When we're constantly seeing the fear based stuff. Because when you're being in that fearful state, it affects your heart rate, it affects your biorhythm, it affects your ability to connect to this higher electromagnetic field. I hope that you're, I know I speak fast about this, and I've noticed over the past month, I've been talking about it a lot at the school that I'm at. Some people are looking at me like wow, that's awesome. Some people look at me like they have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm giving you the resources, I'm giving you the links. This is worth you going back, listening to the old shows, looking at the links of Heart Math. This is the real deal here. And I'm gonna get into these techniques and what it can do and what I where I think we can go with this as well. But it's some really cool stuff here. So we have the ability to number one they call it resiliency, the ability to just protect ourselves from this negativity that's being thrown at us. Okay? So that's step number 1 is we need to be aware of what's going on inside, not just our minds but also our hearts and how we can find that balance because we're constantly bombarded. Even if you're not watching the news every day, that's just a part of life. We get hit with stress, we get hit with negativity. Are you resilient? Do you have enough coping mechanisms? Do you have enough support in your life to deal with that? And there's some techniques you can do to to address that and to protect yourself from that, that's what I'm talking about. So when you find that stressful situation, instead of getting angry, instead of getting violent, instead of making a rash decision, you can able you can be able to calm yourself, be mindful of the moment, and make better decisions. And then spread that positive vibe and raise that to something positive. Take a negative situation and flip it into something positive. That's not going to work in every single situation. Obviously, if somebody's shooting at you, you're not going to have the time to calm yourself down and change that energy. Not yet, anyway. Maybe that's the future. I don't know. But this can help in a lot of situations, and I think it can heal a lot of the pain and frustration that we're feeling. So, I I know I'm talking fast. I'm excited about this subject. So, here's the synchronicity behind it. This is, you know, a lot of the research. This ties into the research I'm doing for my book. I took on a long, forgive the squeaking, I'm sitting in a chair that's very noisy. If you can hear it in the background, look, now I'm doing it, it's not making a sound, isn't that nice? I took on a a long-term substitute position, temporarily, just to, uh, you know, kind of supplement the income. Like I always say, this is a low-to-no-budget operation. There's the squeaky chair. So, I took on this long-term sub-position, working with, um, you know, in the special education population at the local high school where I live. And I'm sitting in the break room one day uh, just having my lunch and a teacher walks in she sits down and she goes yeah I can't believe I got to do this heart math thing uh, and, and I just jumped into conversation she said, heart math what do you know about heart math she goes well I don't know much about it but we're having this training on it and I said social coherence and she goes yeah how would you know about that I said oh my gosh I'm writing this book about it it's this research how do I sign up so she directed me where to go I went running out and uh, I tracked down the school social worker and I, you know, and I spoke with her and she got me into the training wonderful woman so uh, this training I had this past Monday I, I guess five days ago now was fantastic it was uh, there's a, a computer software that c- that comes from HeartMath and they have a, a tiny piece of hardware it's a USB drive it plugs in and attached to that USB plug is a uh, a wire with a little clamp that you clip on your ear you open up this software and that that clip is registering basically your heart rate and you look at your biorhythm on there and you can see what your heart rate's doing. And then you start focusing on your breathing. You breathe in, you breathe out, and you try to level out. And there's, there's three indicators. There's three bars. That's like a red bar, a green bar, and I think the middle bar is a yellow bar. And your goal is to make this green bar get up to 100%, which is not easy to do. But once you level out your breathing you start to see the green bar rise, and the red bar go down. Now that was pretty cool in and of itself. So, you you know, you're basically, you're Peter Panning it, you're thinking of a happy thought, and you watch this green bar go out because you're becoming more relaxed, and you're focusing on your breathing. And you're just keeping that happy thought, and watching that green increase. And then the the, the woman that was training us said, okay, now think of something horrible, something that makes you angry, it makes you sad. I thought of my dad, and all of a sudden that green bar goes down and that red bar goes up because it's picking up on the emotion based on the rhythm of my heart because that's where the emotion's coming from so it's a neat tool to measure what type of emotion you're feeling so then we go into the next screen and there's there's a whole bunch there's at least 10 games that I found uh, I don't remember what all of the games are but there's there's one game and it and this is great for kids, I think of my son. He's four years old. I want to get this software for him. Uh, and, and for the record, I am in no way affiliated with HeartMath. Uh, at least at this point in the game, but I have no financial interest in them whatsoever. I really think this is—I um, think this is the future. As a teacher, as a special education teacher, as somebody who's been in violent schools, as a father of a, of children who are, are very hyperactive, this can teach them to meditate, it can teach them to be mindful, it can teach them to calm themselves down it has, it looks like a wave it goes up and down, up and down, there's a little ball the ball bounces up, the ball bounces down, when the ball bounces up you breathe in, when the ball bounces down, you breathe down, great for a child to look at and follow while they're hooked up to this, and it gives you a score, and if you're following that rhythm up and down in and out, what you're going to see is your heart rate's going to level out and they have other games that get a little bit more challenging. One game is the more you get this heart rate in this desired rhythm of peacefulness, the a rainbow will start to grow, and then gold will start to shoot out of the pot, which is pretty cool. There's a race car game where the more mindful you are, the race car will go faster, and, and uh, you can actually race your partner or whatever in this game. Um, so you know, there, there's a lot of neat um, applications for this, and what it's doing is it's reinforcing this... This state of being, this mindfulness—you um, know—so that's step one. That and that right there is enough. Having worked with, um, you know, students with emotional disabilities for the last eight years of my life, this. I think, can make all the difference in the world. Now, it's not for everybody, but it can work for a lot of kids. And you add a yoga practice and a tai chi practice and some guided meditation into your day, and I'm telling you, this is going to make a difference in education for these students. And the wonderful thing about it is if you can teach them to be mindful, the next step in this is then you can teach them once they're in that state to send love. And that's that electromagnetic field that I'm talking about, that they can then consciously influence. They can put out something positive. And that positivity can counteract the negativity that's literally floating out there around us. Again, the science is now there showing why, in my opinion, why... The media is putting out so much fear because it keeps you in this almost this blind state of rage and reaction. As opposed to being proactive, it makes you reactive. Here's what the news tells you. I need to be afraid. I need to do X, Y, Z. Here's what they're telling me to do. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get mad. I'm going to have conflict. I'm going to argue. I'm going to allow myself to be divided. If you're in this other state you're calmer, you're thinking more clearly, you're sending love, and you're able to promote peace, you're able to work together, you're able to think clearer, and you're able to work better. That, in my opinion, is revolution. That is resistance. That is redirecting that negative energy and turning it into something positive. We can do that. I encourage you to check out Everything that I've been talking about, and please subscribe to the Secret Newsletter at ServiceOfChange.com. Um, you'll get, you know, free access to read my first ebook um, on on this subject. I am human, and we're not who we think we are. And you'll get the alerts for the big book coming out, hopefully within the, you know, the next six months. Uh, I am Human: Food for the Archons, which really delves into this research. I have stuff coming out every week in my newsletter, talking about this even more you know, this really is, is, I think, the future. So we're rolling out a pilot program at at the school that I'm currently at right now. And I'm excited to see what those results um, are are going to bring us because, again, I I know based on the extensive research that I've done, this is going to make a difference. So check it out. Um, I'd love to hear any experience that you have with this. Um, This, I think, is the foundation for kind of bringing us up there and connecting to, you know, th- those higher realms of consciousness and, and uh, really accessing our full potential as human beings. Now, please don't mistake me as just preaching some new agey, send love and light and not really think about it, just say it. That's not what I'm saying. You know, I also say, make sure you're prepared. We are, our country is in some some very challenging times right now. So we also need to understand that as as, as powerful as I believe this to be bad things still happen and I'm not trying to bring us down just keep that in mind you don't have to panic about it that's not the goal with this technique you learn to be mindful of it recognize it have a plan and keep working on growing this way because if you go back to my show on the Maharishi effect what they have shown is a very small number of people meditating can influence peace in violent areas and there's some good research on that so I'll have that in the show notes as well the science is starting to catch up with the spirit right now. Things that, that we have known, uh, that our ancestors have known for a very long time that have been repressed. So. I feel like I'm uh, I'm kind of just beating this to death here so I'm going to go ahead and close out the show on that note but please go to serviceofchange.com definitely sign up for the Secret Newsletter get your free ebook uh, and check out the show notes check out all the resources that I have do your own research I'd love to hear your thoughts and your opinions your experience with this uh, if you'd like to come on the show and talk about it please by all means reach out to me I'd love I'd love to hear from you because I think we can really have an impact if we do this so uh, and lastly Share, 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 share. If you find this show, this information useful, if you find it helpful, please just throw it up on your social media feed. Please share it, forward the emails, anything you can do to help spread this word because, like I said, right now I'm a low-budget operation, but I believe in this show, uh, You know, and I believe there's a lot of good information contained in this show. I just can't market it the way I want to right now. So I need your help as the listeners because you are the ones that are driving this train. So please help me out if you can and uh, help spread the word. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the show. I greatly appreciate it uh, to my truth seekers out there. I'm Dennis Snappy the Second. This has been the Seeker Podcast with Service of Change, where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change, never stop questioning, and keep an open mind. Thank you.
0: first speakers.